When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we're all realizing that the quality of our air, and particularly the quality of our indoor air, is really darn important. I'm so excited to tell you about Puro Air because in 30 minutes, this device will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called a HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. I keep my Puro Air running upstairs where the bedrooms are all night. I love that it's quiet. Cleaner air just hits different, doesn't it? Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at getpuroair.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. One more time for the people in the back, getpuroair.com. Well, hello there and welcome back. My name is Stephanie Safarian and you are listening to episode 216 of the Sustainable Minimalist Podcast, a twice-weekly show about intentional and eco-minimalist living. On today's show, we are discussing all things sustainable arts and crafts. And more specifically, I should say, we're talking about eco-friendliness as it relates to our children's arts and crafts. I received an email from Jackie. I'm going to go ahead and read her email, and then I'm going to do my absolute best to answer her question. So here's Jackie's email. Stephanie, do you have any tips for making kids' arts and crafts more sustainable? I have a craft shelf that the kids love. I keep it stocked with construction paper, pipe cleaners, beads, pom-poms, etc., and love to encourage their creativity, but it feels so wasteful. I try to teach them to use the whole piece of paper or don't get a new one out and draw one little thing in the middle and then start over on a new piece of paper if you made a mistake, but it all feels so wasteful. I should also add that I have three kids, six and under, so I would love ideas that are not too time-consuming. I do not have time to melt crayon stubs into new ones, for example. Any tips? Thank you, Jackie. All right, Jackie, I have a bunch of ideas for you. I should say right off the bat that I attack arts and crafts differently than you. It sounds like creative expression is really important to you. You mentioned that you have a craft shelf and you keep it stocked, and I think that's wonderful. However, I do need to say at the outset that I despise, (laughs) I despise arts and crafts. I hate the mess. The minimalist in me just isn't a fan. The environmentalist in me is definitely not a fan. And so I have some tips for you. I will say I get emails about arts and crafts an awful lot. And a lot of times people are not so thrilled with my answers because they think my answers are lacking. And I say to you, I hear you. But the problem here is that arts and crafts are fundamentally unsustainable. We can't make something that at its core is wasteful and magically make it sustainable. So I'm going to do my best here. I have a bunch of tips, as I mentioned. My first tip for you, though, comes from my scroogey side, and that is just not to buy new art supplies. Just say no to buying new. Okay, so I know all of you are like, what? (laughs) Turning this off right now. Well, stay with me here. I do not believe that 
Kids need new glitter and new googly eyes and new pipe cleaners. Instead, I suggest we think out of the box as parents. What can our kids use to create with? Kids are naturally imaginative and creative. They do not need necessarily the perfect, shiny, round pom-poms, perhaps. But if you can find them secondhand, go for it. So what are you going to use instead of the stuff at the art supply store? You're going to use natural materials from nature, sticks, rocks, twigs, leaves, etc. You're going to use recyclables. Go in your recycle bin and see what you can find. My kids love doing all sorts of things with toilet paper rolls. You can use old fabric from ripped shirts that you can't donate. You can use newspaper. Okay, I'm going to give you my next thought, but, you know, brace yourself. You are going to reuse all those pipe cleaners and pom-poms and googly eyes from previous projects. You are going to gently remove them from the project once you are done enjoying the project, and you're going to reserve them for the next one. You're not going to forget about your community. You're going to ask in your buy-nothing group. You're going to ask your neighbor. And definitely, you are going to stay away from the worst offenders. The worst offenders have no place in your home, even if your kids are wailing that they need these items to fulfill their deepest creative endeavors. You, as the gatekeeper of your house, are going to say no to the four worst offenders from an environmental perspective. And they are glitter, which essentially are microplastics, foam sheets, which have PVC and vinyl, polymer clay, which also has PVC and vinyl, and spray paint that has VOCs. Okay, so you're just never going to allow those four items into your house. Glitter, foam sheets, polymer clay, and spray paint. Now, Dana is a listener who reached out to me, and she said that she finds arts and crafts supplies at her local thrift store. She's found wooden popsicle sticks, wooden letters, paper straws, wine corks, craft blocks, wooden beads, tissue paper cutouts, and yarn for making pom-poms. So all that is to say, don't forget about your local thrift store. Growing up in my town, I didn't realize how lucky I was as a kid, but my community had a recycle center. And so everybody brought these items, put them in the recycle center, and then I could just go and take whatever I wanted. And it was lovely. Now, I will say, of course, there are going to be times when you need to buy art supplies. When those times come, I suggest you invest in the eco-friendly options on the market. You can find eco-friendly glue and craft paper tape as opposed to the plastic tape and crayons that don't contain petroleum and scissors that are made from recycled plastic as opposed to virgin plastic. All these items are out there. I have linked in this week's show notes to all of these items if you're in the market and you know, need new stuff, but you don't want to buy the completely unsustainable options. As a side note here, I should also just say that as the parent, we are empowered to make the right choices for our families and for our shared planet. My seven-year-old, my second grader, she came home with a list of necessary school supplies for second grade. Among the items, one of the items was a set of colored pencils, but not the colored pencils from my childhood that were essentially just a pencil. No, no, no. These days there are colored pencils that come in plastic. It's like a pen 
think a pen, but like you twist it and colored pencil comes out. So it's an awful lot of plastic. And the teacher specifically asked for these. I'm assuming because it cuts down on the disruption of sharpening these pencils. Well, I'm purchasing (laughs) this item and I thought long and hard, you know, I don't want my child to be disruptive as she's sharpening her pencils, but I also just morally cannot buy something that's covered in plastic when there's an alternative option on the market. So my daughter went to school with the good old-fashioned color pencils from my childhood in the 80s. And I feel okay about that because I am in charge of protecting my values. So if anybody's been there and they just feel like, well, they're being pulled in one direction, pulled in the other one, I say, go with your gut. All right, so that's my first tip. Don't buy new art supplies. Just say no to the new stuff, but when you need to buy, go with your gut and buy the eco-friendly stuff. My second tip for you is if you haven't already, Jackie, make sure you have that scrap bin. You did say you have a craft shelf, and goodness, I would love to see a picture of your craft shelf. It sounds super lovely. But I say go ahead and get yourself a scrap bin. A scrap bin is amazing for parents who I think are like you and who don't want to limit their kids' creative expression. I believe that experimentation and mistakes are super important when we talk about creation, when we talk about arts and crafts, right? I have a really hard time limiting my kids to just, you know, one sheet of paper. And so scraps here are a really great way to reuse old pieces of paper without limiting the creative expression. Get a box and just stock it with scraps, stock it with the pipe cleaners from the project your kids made last week. Just keep adding to it. And I would also argue here that in the early days of my young children, I tried to keep my bin organized. I'm not doing that anymore. I am not organizing it. This bin is a complete and utter hot mess, and that's okay. My kids rifle through it and find what they need. Now, back to the paper for a second. If you have a kid, like you have, Jackie, who scribbles on a piece and then goes to get a new one, How about you cut the paper? You mentioned you have construction paper on your shelf. How about you cut that construction paper in half or maybe even in fourths? So now your children have four opportunities if you cut that paper in four to create new, right? Without wasting an entire piece of paper. So create a scrap bin, but go beyond the uh, traditional items, beyond scrap paper. Put last month's craft supplies that you've removed from their art and put those back in the bin. So it's constantly stocked with stuff that's interesting, engaging, colorful. Uh, But again, you're not buying new. My third and final tip for you is to try your darndest to, (laughs) and I know it's hard, but try your darndest to let go of the quick and easy crafting or drawing philosophy that so many kids have, right? Like, let's scribble on this paper, let's put it to the side, let's get a new piece. Instead, I do believe it's possible, and I'm still working on it, I must say I'm not a master in this at all, but I do think it's possible to instead foster a love of slow creating, functional art. So how can we slow down the making of dad's birthday card 
so that we work on it a little bit each day as opposed to working on a new project each day? Or how about we create something that's also functional, that has a purpose, has a use? Perhaps with that card we're giving dad for his birthday, we also take a recyclable can, we paint on it or draw on it, and oh my goodness, look, now dad has a place to store his pens at work. Those are just two examples that just popped into my mind. But speaking of cards, if you have children, I, again, bold statement, I don't think you ever have to buy a birthday card for anybody ever again. You're going to just reuse their artwork. You Perhaps they colored in a coloring book. You cut out the image. You paste it on a piece of paper. You write happy birthday on the top. And oh my goodness, you have a card. <laughs> I think it's just about slowing down the process and allowing your kids to be creative without going overboard. Now, a couple more t- quick tips for you. Pens, markers, highlighters, those should always be stored face down so that the tips remain moist. They'll last longer. And side note here on markers is that Crayola markers stink, right? They are pretty much a single-use product. You use them a handful of times and then they're dry. So instead of continuously buying the Crayola markers, perhaps you buy each child one great set of Mr. Sketch markers. I had literally one set of Mr. Sketch markers for my entire young childhood, I think. And so, you know, again, prioritizing quality over quantity when you do buy. Another tip for you here is that I mentioned earlier, crayons contain petroleum. They do not easily biodegrade. There are natural crayons on the market. I have linked to those in the show notes. But also know that crazycrayons.com will recycle your crayon stubs. Jackie, I know you said there's no way in God's green earth that you're going to be melting down crayons to create new crayons. And I understand that. But perhaps you consider recycling the existing crayon stubs that you're collecting. And I guess my final tip here would be just to remember that the beauty of arts creation is in the creative process. Letting your children see a box and making it into a rocket ship or a television. The other day I gave my children a box and they created a house for their hamster. They don't have a hamster, but in their imagination they have a hamster. Just providing the tools without going overboard to allow them to fully express their creativity. I believe that arts and craft supplies are very similar to toys in some ways, in which we as parents want to give all the opportunities to our kids. We don't want our kids to be deprived, right? Nobody wants their child to be deprived. But there's a line that I do believe is written in the sand for each and every one of us in our households. And on one side of that line is adequate opportunity. And on the other side is overabundance. And so I think it's all really about finding where that line falls for you. So Jackie, I hope I answered your question. Uh, For the rest of you who have reached out to me and said, I haven't done a good job talking about arts and crafts, this is my best attempt. And so if I failed miserably, please reach out and give me your tips. Thank you to Dana for sending over hers. I look forward to receiving your ideas on how to make arts and crafts in your home more sustainable. I will see you on Tuesday for your regularly scheduled interview. In the interim, send me your questions. The way to do that is in this week's show notes. Have a great weekend and take care.